I will, I'm starting Lag Ba'emir. Okay, we have a few classes we'll do Lag Ba'emir. First of all, Lag Ba'emir has two bases, right? There's two reasons we have Lag Ba'emir. And it's kind of funny, because they're opposites, Menakotza, Lakotza. Right? One reason we have Lag Ba'emir is because people stop to die. The other reason we have Lag Ba'emir is because someone died, someone passed away. It's really ironic. And there's actually a bunch of my modern from the Rebbe alone, and for the previous of Aim also, how does it make sense that like Ba'emi you celebrate Paschal Milamus that the Talmudim of Rabbi Kiva stopped to pass away on the one hand and Rabbi Kiva did pass away on the other. It seems very, very ironic. So, first of all, let me give you some data. Okay, I spent a lot of time this morning looking it up. I had extra time, so I spent a lot of time. It's one of the interesting things. The, the story of Rabbi Kiva's students is written in the Gemara. In Mesech the that uh, Rabbi Kiva had 12,000 pairs, I mean 24,000 students that lived in Tzofen, in the north, in the, in the, in the holy places, the Golo. And they they had lack of respect for one another, and they all died in a very, very short time. 24,000 students died in a matter of weeks from some kind of a contagion, some kind of a magaif, some kind of a plague. The world was desolate. There was no title left. And Rabbi Kiva went to the Dorim, he went to the south. And forgive me for saying this, that's where the Misnagdim live, in Yerushalayim, as opposed to Golo. He took five men, five men, and you know their names, they're the most famous names in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar ben Shabua, Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai, and Rabbi Meir. And he taught them the Torah, and from these five men is the whole Teshbalpeh. Rabbi Kiva was a bottleneck. In other words, Rabbi Kiva lived right after the Churban. Rabbi Kiva watched the second base of Mikdash burn. Rabbi Kiva was the one who laughed when he saw a fox running through the Makam Mikdash. Rabbi Kiva survived Churban by Isheni. He was murdered on Kiddush Hashem brutally 70 years after the Churban. He lived 120 years. He was 50 years old by the Churban. And Rabbi Kiva lived in a time where the Torah died. The only title left in the world was him. And he taught it to five Talmidim, including Rabbi Shimba Yechai, who's the author of the Zayar, which is Kabbalah Pimisatera. And that's why it says in the Gemara, Kulu Kiva. All the Torah we have is Rabbi Kiva's Torah. And don't forget that Rabbi Kiva was a Ben Gadim. Kiva's father was a Gad Tzedek. So the Torah we have, you can blame on the Goyim. You understand? We all were once going. Okay, Rabbi Kiva. So we have a Yomtev. What's the Yomtev? They stopped to die. Now I want to ask you. If 24,000 people live and 24,000 people die and there's nobody left, what's the Yomtev exactly? What's the Yomtev? <laughs> there's nobody left to die. What's the Yomtev? So there's only two ways to explain it. One way to explain it, and both of these days I brought Nalacha, is that they stopped, they interrupted dying. There was, they died from Bey's Iyar. We know that they died for 32 days, just two opinions went. From the second day of Iyar, after the Shechedish Iyar, till Bey's Sivit, the Bala. 32 days. And then like Bo'emin, no one died. But they took a break. One day no one died. The day before a bunch of people, 24,000 people divided by 32 days is about 750 people a day. Or 600,000 people a day. It's terrible. But unlike Bo'emin, no one died. Yippee, Which of course is very strange. The only other way to explain this is that they started to die the beginning of Sfira, to Zion Nissen. 
and they stop dying like Bo'emet, which means you have to say that even though the Gemara says Kula Mesu, they all died, it wasn't Mamish Kula. You have to say some were left. You have to. Because if you don't say some were left, so what's the Yomtif? But the fact is that like Bo'emet is a Yomtif, reason number one, because Talmud and Rabbi Akiva, Poskum and Lomas, Rabbi Akiva, Talmudim stopped to pass away, and it makes sense, you have to assume, that it's not the Pshat, that they stopped dying that day, and they continue dying the next, but that some were pushed left over. It's hard to say that those some were the five that were left, Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lozab and Shemua, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Meir, because the Gemara says that he went to a different place. Rabbi Akiva moved from the north, from where Rabbi Nakadosh lived, Tzipoidi, Tveria, this is seminary base. Yes, like I say, Tzvasir HaKodesh, they moved from the north to Yerushalayim, from Golil to Yerushalayim, and that's where he had the other five Talmidim. So it's hard to say it was the same Talmidim, but maybe it was. L'choyre Devartis, some were left. Some of those original 24,000 Talmidim were left. And of course, the Gemara says, why did they die? Because there was a lack of honor for one another, as you all know, Now, the Gemara tells the story. But the Gemara doesn't give the date. It does not say in the Gemara that they stopped dying on Lag Ba'emet. It simply says, Kula Mesub all during that period. The earliest sources that the, that the story in the Gemara of the Amida Bakiva's passing away, and that, again, we're going to go with the assumption that some had to be left over. Anish, what's the Yamtif? And the death that stopped on Lag Ba'emet is in the Rishonim. You have early Rishonim who say it. And the Me'iri, I pushed it, looked it up, I took out the Me'iri, I opened it up and looked inside, said that it's from the Go'inim. In other words, a very long time ago, so long ago, that it was like us on the Altarebbe long ago, from the times of the Gemara, a very long time ago, people already knew that like Ba'emim was the day that Talmud and Abba stopped dying, which means that we can assume reasonably that this idea of Lag Ba'emir is a Pashat or Meseda. In other words, Yidin never didn't know this. From the time of the story of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, the Chorban was in the year 68, 69, or 70, right? The common era. Less than 2,000 years ago. It's nine, nine, 1900 and uh, let's say 46 years ago. 1947 years ago, something like that. Is the Chorban Mabayis. Rabbi Akiva lived for 70 years after that, and then he was murdered. Sometime in between that, you're talking about 1915 years ago, Rabbi Kiva's Talmidim passed away. The Go'inim are 1500 years ago, Be'erech, or 1600 years ago, something like this. We have a record, a written record, uh, or a very reliable or oral record, written down by the Me'iri, this earlier Rishonim who bring this, about the miracle passing away. Okay, now, this is more the first reason, yeah? But then there's a second reason. And the second reason is Pumfaket, Rabbi Shem Bayechoi passed away on Lag Bo'emet. What's the source of this? The Zayar. Now last year, if you, if you were in Seminary Aleph, I pushed brought the Zayar and I taught it to you. I read the Zayar inside. It's a Zayar in Pashas Ha'azinu. It's called Idra Zuta. It's a really, really strange story. I'll tell you why it's strange. The Zayah has two sections. We have all the deep Kabbalah stuff. All the weird expressions of Kabbalah that no one knows what it's about are in these two sections. One is in Pasha's Nasseh. It's called Idra Raba, the big room. And the other is in Pasha's Azil, called Idra Zuta, the small room. Rabbi Shem Bayechoi gathered together ten men, including himself. Aramaic. 
By the way, there's a book called Sefer Ateido'a, which is translated in English, where all this is translated into Hebrew. You can see it in there, in Hebrew or even in English. What's Sefer Ateido'a in English? Anybody know? What's it called? The Book of Our Heritage. It's, it's really wonderful. He was a Yawaki type, did good work. It's the, no, no, no. Sefer Ateido'a, first of all, there is English. Sefer Ateido'a is a book on, on the Yom Taibim, on the Hallel, on the calendar. And, and he quotes the whole thing. He brings the whole passage. Rabbi Chai got together ten men, including himself, and he started teaching Kabbalah. And the sparks were flying, you have no idea. And as they were learning Zayar, three of them just passed away. Poshe Kipshuta, like Dodo Naviu. The Neshama went up from all the Giloim. Nobody punished them, it wasn't considered an Aveda, because it was the end of their lives. They poshed with Ela, they spoke Spimis Ateda, they spoke Sedis Ateda, and the Neshama was Ela Maila. As they stayed in Zayar Pashas Nazi. One day, so there's only seven left. Three passed away. Shemichai calls the remaining seven. He's one of the seven. Let's get together. Let's do it again. And this time, I'm going to go up to heaven. Now, how much fun do you think that is? <laughs> you never called you up on the phone or whatever, sends you an email or a WhatsApp or a Facebook or whatever it is, Twitter. It says, let's get together. Let's learn. And mine is Shamu, yeah? by you fight with Midian and then you're going to die. Anyway, they all came. And he passed away. And the desire describes the whole story. There's 10 pages of Kabbalah that nobody understands. At the end of the last thing, he was in the middle of talking. And then the way the story is told by his Talmudim, Rabbi Abba, who wrote the Zayadam, they couldn't see him and then they saw him again. And there was a big light, there was a big fire, it was very dramatic. Bottom line is, Butsina Kadisha, the holy candle went out. Now it does not say in the Zoyhar a date either. It does not say in the Zoyhar a date either. How do we know that this story, the Zoyhar, happened on Lagbo Eimer? And this is much more controversial. The earliest known sources, the Rebbe writes the Mishat Chassidim. Mishat Chassidim was a contemporary of the Balshemtevs. And the Mishat Chassidim quotes Tariza. That is was a couple hundred years before the Baal But that's a long time since Ashbi. In other words, for close to 1300 years or 1400 years, we didn't know the date of Lagba Eber. The Zayhar we found, the Zayhar was found in Hei Allah from Nun, 1240, 1290. Before Hatman Yetz, now we're holding 19, 80, how are we holding now? 19, 2023. So it's over 700 years ago, yeah? 730-something years, the Zayah was found. And by the way, there's a Machlekes. There's some people who hold the Zayah was found earlier in times of the Goenim, whatever. There's a Machlekes, how long the Zayah has been around. The Zayah disappeared for a long time. And then it reappeared. But in the Zayah, you have the story. Where did the date come from? So the secular people, the upper course of Lemineum, the, the people who rather make fun than live life, say the whole thing is a Baba Maisa. Well, they believe the Zayah, but certainly the date. It seems to me, and I, I don't say this with any certitude, but Lecha'oira, the first person to associate the passing of Hashem Yechai found in the Zayir and Zazinu. And Lagba Emir is Darizal. Darizal is one of the coolest people in history. You know why? He lived all 37 years, 36 years. He died, passed away very young. And during his lifetime, during his lifetime, he was so powerful, he was so great. That there were no misnagdom. You couldn't mess with that. He's all you'd burn up. 
You went to Israel? Anybody been to Israel before? Yeah? You, you travel on the roads, and there's a Mateva for this tzaddik here, Mateva for that tzaddik there, yeah? Those Matevas are not 2,000 years old. They're 500 years old. That is all you say, walks and say, here's a Bakivan, here's a Shimon, here's a Moshe, here's a Chaim, here's a Betel, and whatever Rabbi Yisrael said, they put markers. Do you realize that? Hundreds and hundreds of the Kavadim and Yisrael are not contiguous. Where Hillel is Shammai and buried, and Shammai is buried, we don't know from this man of the hill and Shammai. Darizah used to take walks. And Darizah was so sensitive to Nishamis that Darizah said, Here's Hillel, here's Hillel, finish. And nobody questioned him. The Chlaub Jews are very contrary. You know, one rabbi says, Alpha, another rabbi says, Base. Darizah is one of those few people that during his lifetime, before he passed away, he became a legend. Darizah was not questioned. So if Darizal says that the story in the Zayir and Azinu of Rabbi Shemechai passed away, it's no different. Darizal telling you this is Rabbi Shemechai's grave. He, that's how great he was. And you must understand that there was a period of a few hundred years there was not a single Jew in Israel. That's true, right? The early Christians, they were called Aryan Christians, the Romans, they kicked every last Jew out of Israel. There was a period of a couple of hundred years with no Eden at all. That's when the smicha stopped, all these very important things stopped. And since Yidin moved back, Yidin been living in Israel for a very long time. As long as Yidin been living in Israel, they have a, a Messiah. But there was a window, which is shortly after this Manashas, the Mishnah Digamad, there was no Yidin. So it makes sense that they lost sight of these Kvarim. Anyway, so this is the deal. Like Ba'oyman, as the Elul that Ashbi is accepted by all Jews, uh, nobody questions it, not even Misnagd. Svadim Ret Ashkenazim, Chsidim, Misnagdim, Yemenites, Italians, all the Jews in the world recognize that Lagba Eimez Elul Rashbi based, again, I'm going to assume that the first source of this Indian is the Arizal. And as far back as Arizal himself, there's a story that Arizal took his own son on Lagba Eimez Timiran to give him his first haircut, which is probably the source of Upshedin also. How far back does the meaning of Upshedin? Go. That Rizal took his son on Miran, which is the source of the custom by many Jews that if you live in Israel, you go to Miran to give your child your first haircut in the Tzien, in the Matseve, in, in the place of Rab Shimba Yechoy. So, first of all, the irony, right, that we have a date, which is a Yomtif, that celebrates the opposite of death and death in the same sentence. Mitad Echad, we have the Gemara, that Pascal Mil almost, they start passing away. And Mitzad Hashani, we have Yom Tif, that Rabbi Shemba Yechoi's Nisham was Elbas HaRashamayim. And of course, a lot of people have asked this question. It's not a new question. The Rebbe writes about it. And I just saw this morning that the Rebbe explains it in Pashtas that the Shemba Yechoi is said to be happy. When he was passing away, when he was going into the Idre, he told his Talmidim to be Besimcha. And by the way, the Mitzad Rebbe, who had a similar Histalkus, also told his Chsidim to be besimcha. So th- this is a simple answer. People die, it's a sad day. In halacha, in nigla de teira, and you are never chassidim, so you wouldn't know that this is a halacha, but the din is on the yard site of Adam Choshev. You fast. Right? The only place where Lubavitchers know that from is from Yud Nisan. Why don't we make Shabbos and on Yud Nisan? Because it's Miriam's yard site, and some people are accustomed to fast. It's the only time a Lubavitcher will ever hear that there's a, there's a mitzvah, the Indian, to tainus, meis, yem, shebeis, your father's yard side people fast. I know, I met people, the father's yard side they fast, the mother's yard side they fast, or the yard side of their Rebbe they fast. By Chesidim, you would never know it. By Polisha, yard side is Gara Simcha. 
Lubavitch, it's a busy day, but we don't fast. But in Halacha, it's a Yom Tzayim. Talmud Rabbi passed away. And they stopped dying. So it's a Simcha because there was no death. But it's also the date that Rabbi passed away. It's the reason to fast. And it's brought in some Svarim, why don't we fast on Lag Ba'emir? Because if Rabbi passed away, so it's a Yom Tzayim. So again, the simple answer is because he said to be besimcha. But the deeper answer, this is brought in the Maimorim, is that there's two kinds of neshamas. There's neshamas that have to do with nigla deteira, be'ikir, and neshamas that have to do with nishmasa dreisa, the, the neshama of teira, pnimiyas ha-teira. Neshamas of nigla deteira, they speak on the goof level. So when the goof goes away, they're missing, so it's a sad day. Neshamas, pnimiyas ha-teira, they speak on the neshama level, and the neshama doesn't die, fakir. The neshama has an aliyah. So tzaddikim who are connected to Ptimiyas HaToyrah on the day of their histalkus, we don't even call it a Ptira, a nifter, we say nistalik. The neshama went to a higher level. The neshama has a real aliyah. So by chasidim it's a yantav. On a yard site we say lechayim, we don't fast. Now, like I said to you before, other, outside Lababach, if you were Baba or Bells or Satmir or I don't know what, Ger, Chartikov, Ruzhin, Vishnitz, if you were a chassid from non-Chabad family, on the yard site of a Rebbe, they don't fast. The yard site of a tzaddik is considered a, a yamtif. And the Rebbe said once in a fabrengen, I asked the Friyadik Rebbe, why is this not our minig? We should also fast, on, have a simcha on the, yamt, on the yard site, and not say tachanim, because it's a yem hilula. All the tzaddikim of chassidus are connected to Ptimis HaTera. So l'chaira, their ptira, their histalkos, their yard site, is a yom simcha? So why are we not? Make, why are we saying tachlun? And the Friedrich Rebbe answered the Rebbe quote: When then is da a better talk zochin tanya? When is there a better zochin tachlun? When is there a better day to say tachlun than the yardset of a tzaddik? Meaning we're saying tachlun because it's a isrotz. But in non chabad chsidim and by svardim, I'm assuming, but I don't know on the yardset of a tzaddik they don't say tachlun. It's a yomtif. So the answer to the question is, Tamid Rabakiva, their nun was Nigla, Biikir. So their death was a bad thing, was a sad thing. So the fact that they stopped passing away is a good thing. Rabshim Bayakhai himself was connected to Pnimis Atoira. So Fakat, by him it's the other way around. The day he passes away is a Yamtif. It's called the Lulashbi, the Yamtif of Rabshim Bayakhai. And it's considered an unbelievable yeah, the lag but one of the biggest yamim tevim you didn't have no one knows what it's for no one knows why it is it's one of those days which is if I look at Google online you'll hear, read a lot of apocryphal if you Google online lag but you know, what are we celebrating you'll hear a lot of angry Jews saying a lot of angry stuff about us stupid people who are making up a yamtiv that doesn't exist but lag but is a yamtiv that's almost universally kept it's a big day lag but no one knows why but lag but is a big deal now so I just want to say a couple of things number one. The Rebbe said many times a crazy story. He repeated Tama Pama that the Arizal had a Talmud, his name was, I think his name was Avram Alevi, I think. Avram Alevi was a very big Chassid, he was a Talmud of the Arizal, who was probably a big Tzaddik, and he mourned for the Beis Hamikdash especially. He, he, he mourned for the Chord Mabayas more than other people. And the nature of his mourning, one of the symptoms of his extra veilus was that every single day he would say Nachem. Nachem is the tefillah we say on Tisha B'Av, in Mincha time. 
Now, every fast day we say Aneinu. But Aneinu is Hashem should answer our tzadis, Shemei HaTfilah. But Nachem is about Bayni Yerushalayim, Mashiach coming, building Mesamikdash. He said Nachem every day. Came like Boyim, he said Nachem. Now, Mestamad Arizal went to Miron that year. By the way, the Gantz Arizal is 18 months. I don't know if people realize this. Arizal lived till his early 30s. Until 30 years old, he lived in Egypt. He was born in Yerushalayim. His father passed away. And his mother took him to Yerushalayim because her brother lived in Egypt. Her brother was a rich man. And that's where Darizal grew up. Darizal married his first cousin, his brother, his uncle's daughter. And Al-Yaw Navi taught him. Al-Yaw Navi came to Darizal, taught him to eat in Chutzlar, it's in, in Mitzrayim. And when he turned 30, Al-Yaw Navi says, now go to Tzfas. When he came to Tzfas, the head of the kibbutz was the Ramak, Ramesha Kordavido, the brother-in-law and the successor of Rabshleim Alkavitz, who was Mechabed al-Chadaydi. And Darizal shows up. He's a young guy, black beard. And his Kabbalah is so deep that they don't even understand that they don't even understand it, you know. He joined the Chabura of the Ramak, and as long as the Ramak was alive, Ramak was the Rebbe, this was the Talmud. And then when Darizal became Rebbe, and he started to speak, he blew him away. They, they couldn't relate to it at all. They studied lots of Kabbalah, but Darizal was for Loi Erech. There's a whole story that he took the Chai Vital into the Kinneret and he gave him water from Be'eda Shal Miriam, which be able to understand what he's saying. Darizal was. The Rebbe once said, if the Ramak said this Hatera, then Darizal said this Ramak. He was so deep. But the whole Arizal was a year and a half. From the time that Ramak passed away, and Darizal passes away, Yisach Hakal, on 18 months. So all the Kisvedis, all those books and books and books and books, were spoken in 18 months. Darizal's writings are rewritten many drafts. There's five Maduras came out. It was rewritten over and over again. But the whole Arizal, all this identifying Kvarim and identifying, the whole thing was a year and a half. How many like Bohemians does he have? One or two? He passed away in Ov. Hey, Ov, it's his yard site. So he must have had two like Bohemians, the Ganser Rebbe. But he gave Torah, Biz Mashiach, Noch, Darizal. Sarizal calls over to Avram Alevi and he says to him, Rab Shimba Yechoi has to you a tiny. Darizal had no problem seeing Rab Shimba Yechoi, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He says that Shimon Bayechoi, I'm, I'm assuming they were in Miron. Has how on Yom Simchosay did you say nothing? How could you fast and you be sad and the Yom Simchosay that should be? And this this Talmud that Avraham Alevi passed away that year from a kpeid of Rab Shimon He said Nachem every day of the year. He said Nachem Simchas Teda. No one had any tainus. He said Nachem Purim. He said Nachem and like Be'emet Rab Shimon Bayechoi said, Excuse me, this is my day. This story the Rebbe told many times. I heard from the Rebbe myself more than once or twice. The Rebbe told the story quite often that you gotta be careful. Like Bohemia, you have to be besimcha because the, nobody's dying. By the way, when you meet Rebbe Rama Levi, you'll start worrying about such things. You know, Shmetel, Betel, Chaim, and Moshe don't have any trouble with, with whatever it is. No one's having makpedes on us. But he had the Shimber Chayv was makped, and it cost him his life. That he said, Nachem, he cried to the Chorb Mabayis on Yem Sim Chosel Shol Rajbi. So going back to the time of the Ariza, it's been a huge yomtif, a huge yomtif. In Yisrael, they make every year an Hadloka. They make, they make a big, there's many fires, one big, big fire. And it belongs to a certain Mishpocha of Guta Yidna, Rebis. There's letters from the Rebbe Rashab. Where the Rebbe Rashab once paid a lot of money to have the Schus. He was in Russia. That whoever would light the fire in Iran would do it on behalf of the Rebbe Shmasei. 
So our Rabbeim, that Abachlau not into these kinds of things, that Abayim paid money, they didn't light the fire, but that the schus of lighting the fire, that Eber HaShab Gitzolta Geld, that the schus of lighting the fire Miron should be his. Which means this idea of fire and like Ba'imed has a place even in our culture in Chabad. And Chabad really is not into these kinds of things. But they make every year a very big hadlaka, and people come in the thousands like Ba'imed, and they sing and they dance. As you remember, a few years ago we had a terrible tragedy, and the Pshim is going to have to give an accounting for that. I mean, so when, when you start to talk about it, people say, don't you understand? That was a Makam Sakana for 100 years. The fact that no one died for the first 99 years is a nest. But the Pshim could have held out to Mashiach. Lepeil, they're very careful now. They have to be very careful. Because the people used to gather together in such large groups. It was very, very, very unsafe. And the fact that it didn't happen many times before, given a nest. but unfortunately, a few years ago, we had this terrible, terrible tragedy, which is, it's really hard to understand how on Lag Bo'emer, by Rab Shem Bechoy is Tzien. Rab Shem Bechoy was Megan and his whole daughter. The Rashi says in Chumash that Rab Shem Bechoy's generation, there wasn't a single rainbow. Right? The biggest tzaddikim, not only they lead the generation, they protect their generation. How could it be by Rab Shimon on his Yem Hilula, by his Tzien? This could happen. It's very many people died. Dozens of people passed away. It was a terrible. Forty-five people were killed. A tragedia. But people come and they celebrate the Shemba Yechoi. Of course, one of them in Hogim, which is very popular, is Chalaka. Chalaka means an option. And the Sherish word Chalaka is by Yanka Levine, who says, Venech ish Cholak. Achi, Esau has a lot of hair, and I have no hair. Chalaka is from that positive, Venech ish Cholak, that he has no hair. And then, of course, the custom is, then you wear a yarmulke and tzitzis, as I did the Minig Yisrael. Um, but the biggest cosmos, like Ba'im, is fire. Who decided this, and when it was decided, and why it was decided, it's really, really strange. Everybody makes fires. Now, the Rebbe never came to know fires, as far as I remember. There's always a fire in Kranai. There was a fire then. So there's two possibilities. Number one, it's not all about Jaminic, but we have an infestation, we have invasion, we have infection. Yeah. But I'm telling you that the Rebbe Rashab himself paid one year to light the fire mirror. It's a simon that, you know, the Rabbeim didn't have to necessarily participate in the The Rabbeim, you know, there were things that Rebbe didn't come to, so we should be able to party. Because if he would show up, we would all have to stand still and nothing would happen, you know. Sure. Could you imagine if the Rebbe came to Simcha's Beis HaShayeva? There would be no Simcha's Beis HaShayeva. It's very simple. So the fact that the Rebbe was not Mishtatev, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not our custom. But I never read in the Friedrich and Abayim, who did participate in Lagba'im, that they made a fire. But it's basically a mini Yisrael by all communities in Lagba'im, you light a fire. And nobody knows why. Some people say, because there's a lot of stories in the, the story of Rabbi Shemir passing describes these big fires. I think it's a push to Zach. And again, I don't think I made this up. I think I saw this, but I didn't see it this morning. Fire draws people. A wise man once told me that there's three, three, three things you'll never get bored of watching. The waves of the ocean, men at work, and fire. People working. You can watch people work. You, the building, you put up a building, you can stand hours and watch, you never get bored. It's true. And fire, fire has an attraction. Right? There's an ayam yam, kishem amid, and panos, miscapsule. You put on a torch, People collect. Fire has a, almost a built-in, if it's safe, a built-in joy, built-in lebedekite. And the fact of the matter is that Yilula Shal Rashbi revolves around making Medudas. 
making fires. And I want to say something to you girls, okay? What's the simon that a tzaddik is like the biggest, biggest level of tzaddik versus the second tier or the third tier or the fourth tier of tzaddik? Okay, it's a good answer, but that's not the one I'm looking for. Huh? They don't pass away. I like that too, but that's what I'm looking for. What is the proof that a person has reached the madrega of tzaddik, the highest levels? I'll tell it to you in Hasidish, okay? This is not Lubavitch, but it's Hasidish, okay? The biggest rebis, hamgahat shkutsim. Oisvars, bombs. Small rebis who have mom and pop operations have chassidim more interested in chassidus. What's your question? <laughs> Who's interested in the Maimir? Who wants to daven ba'adichas? How many people? Small rebbes are surrounded by good Jews. It makes sense. Why? Because good Jews want to eat cholent next to the Rebbe and kishke next to the Rebbe and get his holiness and daven and learn and go to the Ebishter, yeah? The bigger the Rebbe becomes, not the greater the Chesidim become. The lower the Chesidim become. The greatest tzaddikim were surrounded also, not only. by bumps. If you look at the history of Hasidus, the sign, the trademark of a Rebbe that's reached critical mass is not that he has Hasidim who daven and learn all day long. That, of course. But he has Hasidim who don't do anything except talk about their Rebbe. And if you say one word about my Rebbe, I'll chop your head off. It's a fact. It's a fact. The proof that a Rebbe is in the highest Madrege is that he has Hasidim who don't do a single thing that the Rebbe says to do except that they love him they'll die for him and you see this by the Rebbe it's undeniable <laughs> the Rebbe has chassidim where goyim and then people who are never giddish and it's very hard to tell the trademark of the greatest tzaddikim is that even people who have no connection to their tzitkis relate to them there is no better example of that than Abshimba Yechoi. Abshimba Yechoi was the father of Primis Atayra. In other words, if you were alive at the same time and Abshimba Yechoi was alive, you had absolutely nothing in common with him. This was a man who was basically an Ashama without a goof. He was walking around the world, but he was in another universe. He was involved in Torah on the holiest levels, on such a high level where you can't even call it learning. It's like Ruach HaKodesh, it's holiness. And every schnook considers the B'shem his favorite uncle. And it's a so sfardim. I heard years ago, the Fakuman like Miran, and they would roast Chas Vashom, Rahman said, pig, chazen. But they came like, wait a minute, In other words, Yidnu are so fried that they eat in Etisrael, which is against the law. But like, baby, you have to show up in Ashbi, Miran. I was breaks the chazen. They don't even know that you're not supposed to eat it. But that'd be like, wait a minute, the B'shem to be like, wait a minute, there are people who are so far from Yiddishkeit and they relate to B'Shem Yechoi to understand the Vart. The Vart is that the truth of the Jewish people is the Neshama. And the Neshama is deeper than the Torah, it's even deeper than Kima Mitzvahs. And the biggest Tzaddikim touched the Neshama of Jews and everybody feels connected to him even if you don't do one single thing he said to do. And you see this by the Rebbe. And every day it's more than the day before. It's unbelievable. Rabbi Shimei Chai was one of those Jews that he was so holy that even the Jews who were the farthest thing from holiness 
They didn't see him as this critical old guy who was screaming at them for not being from. They loved him. There is no logic to that. There's no logic to like Bo'emet. But the, the way like Bo'emet is celebrated, where Anoshim Poichas and Vereikim, you have in Tanakh, the story of Gideon, right? They kicked him out. Gideon was living in the northern edge of Solomon Asher. They kicked him out. So he went to live in the Midbar. And he surrounded himself with a bunch of Isvars, a bunch of losers, a bunch of bums. And then they came running back. And then we need you to be our Rebbe. He said, you just kicked me out. Okay, we'll let you be a Rebbe now. Come back, be the Rebbe. But I'll bring along all my bums. <laughs> all, my, all my bums. Rabbi Shimon by Gidoin. Gidoin. In Tanakh. He was kicked out of his family and he went to live in another place. Who did he take along with him? All the nobodies. All the Isvars. They were his chsidim. <laughs> and then they called him back to be the Rebbe. He says, you kicked me out. He says, okay, you can be the Rebbe. But I'll bring all my bums. <laughs> all my bums are coming along. The Pshimba Yechayit Kedusha is so powerful that the lowest Yid feels close to him. Feels safe near him. This is the power of the biggest tzaddikim. You know, the tzaddikim were one lower level. You're afraid to be near them because they're very nervous. <laughs> you're not religious enough. Get away from me. Yeah? The holiest of the holy who are far greater than the second tier, or the third tier, or the fourth tier of tzaddikim, every year relates to. There's no way to explain Lagba Eman. Of course, if you're a secular Jew, you say they made it up, and we're all a bunch of fools. But we believe that a yomt of the people keep, especially since it's kept, there's probably one of the largest assemblages in Excel ever during the whole year, is Yidin coming to Miran. And a significant percentage of those Yidin are not through. They're not Shemesh Shabbos, it's certainly not wearing Streimlach. What do they have at Abshimin? What do you mean? Abshimin is mine. He's mine. I'm a Yid. He's mine. The fire of the of, of Miron, the fire of Abshimin reaches the Yid who's the farthest and the lowest away. There's no question about it. And of course, above all else, this sort of speak has to be said emphatically, Abshimba Yechoy is connected to Kabbalah, to Pimis Atayra, to the Neshama of Tayra, which means Sardim and Hasidim especially, who place such premium have a very special connection to this date. The is a big celebration. It always was. From the times of the Arizal. Before, we don't know. It may have been. We just don't know. So I just spent the whole class and I have five more minutes and I plan to use them, okay? So don't run away yet. Saying the following. The reason for Lagba Eimer that the Bakivis Tamidim passed away has a much more solid basis in history, in terms of documents. The reason for the celebration of Hashem Be'echoi's passing, doesn't have an earlier source, as far as I was able to find this morning, then there's Manu Arizal. But if you go to Atisol and you stand by Hillel's cave and you say a capital tillum, because you believe Hillel's there, then you can celebrate like Be'echoi. It's the same tzaddik, the same Ruach HaKadosh, that told you, this is Mekwede of Hillel, was telling you that today is Hillel the Rajmi. And by Chassidim was always a big deal. By the Vashem was a big deal. By the Mizitra Magad was a big deal. And by the Altareb was a big deal. And by all the Rabbeim, Lag Ba'ema, what's saying? Hayyam Yayim? Lag Ba'ema, Hoyim and Ami Yom and Yochadim and Lababish, one of those special days. Agansi Yorot and Gevartaf Lag Ba'ema. A whole year they waited for Lag Ba'ema because Lag Ba'ema, by the Rabbeim, they were Nishim Gluyim. Especially when it came to children. So there's different traditions that we know. I don't know everything, and I don't want to lie to you. I can make it up, and I'll sound very good, but then someone is going to send me a message, and then what's my source, and then I'm going to have to say, I lost the book, yeah? <laughs> it wasn't printed yet. <laughs> um, 
but what we know is Azoy. That Lagba Oimer was not celebrated in Lubavitch. Lagba Oimer was celebrated in a village outside of Lubavitch. In other words, Lubavitch was a big city because it had exactly six streets on it, all made of mud. They went to a tinier village, there's only one street. There were a number of Chassidim who lived, let's say, 40 kilometers, 50 kilometers, 30 kilometers outside Lubavitch, who had large estates, they were rich people. And they were Lubavitch Chassidim, and they would make the Fabrengen of Lagba Oimer for all the Chassidim who came to Lubavitch. And every year there was a fight who would get a schus. And they would make it up here a goyl. There was a, the Felix of Rights, there was a few families, has the names. This one lived in this village, this one lived in this village. And they would make the fabrengen for like Eimer for all the chassidim who came to Lubavitch. And whoever won the goyl would prepare a feast for hundreds of people, whoever was in Lubavitch. And the feast, for whatever reasons, I don't know why, but the Sudis like Eimer was milchik, as they give the minik. I don't know why, but the Sudas like Bahamian was Milchik. And they would go out to this estate, to this Yishuv, and of like Bahamian. So let's say what day of the week is like Bahamian this year? It's on Thursday? Tuesday. So Monday afternoon, the Chassidim would leave the Babach, they would travel, they would walk to the estate, they'd come there, and they'd have a late lunch, you know? And the Fabrengen would start, and the Fabrengen went non stop 30 hours. From the afternoon, Erev Lagba Emir, till late into the night, and the Fabrengen never stopped. It went constant. The Chassidim would alternate. Nobody sat for 30 hours. I mean, today the guys would sit for 40 hours. They'd fall asleep. They'd wake up. They'd say, okay, did I have enough time? Can I drink four more Lechayims? Did I have enough of a break? But they would come and go. But the Fabrengen never stopped. There were so many Chassidim that the Tish was for food. The Essendon, the Trinkets, the Lechayim was non-stop from Erev Lagbem in the afternoon till Motz Lagbem late into the night. The Fabrengen never stopped. There's some famous stories about like Boimer Fabrengen Nishna these Yeshuvim. There's a Maisa once where Rabbi Isaac Homer started to scream at the Bilal Parachet. It was Freilich. Like Boimer was a very special Yomtif, and all the Chassidim would come to Labavish. The Rebbe would go to this here estate for the marathon Fabrengen, which started out of Lag Boimer and went later to Maslak. Sometime during the 20th Rather Lag Boimer, the Rebbe would come. The middle Rebbe and then there is the Tzemach Tzedek with a wagon. And I could just imagine the Tzir. Chassidim went to Fabring on a, on a Yishuv, not far from Lubavitch, in their hundreds. And the Rebbe is coming. I could imagine how we Just imagine it. And the Rebbe came with the wagon. He got out of the wagon and he sat onto the Fabringen. I don't know if he washed or he didn't wash, but he Fabringed. And he would say, Chassidus. And in Ayyayim Yom it says that the middle of the Rebbe was not allowed to drink mashke, it was a sakona, physically dangerous for him. But like the middle of the middle of the Gilom Mashke, and there were moifs, and there were miracles. I mean, the stories with our Rebbe and like the I make your hair stand on your head. They're not normal. But, um, but uh, this was a Seder. I know this, Sefirah Kebbe writes about the middle of the Tzemach which is about 50 years. What was after, after Lubavitch became much smaller, I'm assuming by the Rebbe Maharash, these men Hagib continued, but I think by the Rebbe Rashab, they, they did it in Lubavitch. I don't think this minute of going to the Yeshuvim continued in the later datas, but I could be wrong. But by the middle of the which is about 50 years, middle of the Rebbe is 50 years, the is the other 30 something years, this was the Seder. And the Rebbe would come and he would say, and he would fabreng, he would say, Lechayim, and there were brachas, and there were moisim. This was a Seder by Chsidim from Amo, like Bayman. It was always a big, uh, a big yomtev. Now, 
um, the Rebbe, our Rebbe, made Lag Bayamin into an unbelievably important date. The Rebbe certainly cultivated Lag Bayamin. He made more out of it. And the highlight of Lag Bayamin, which I'm going to talk about with the next group, is, um, is the parade. I just want to say one thing in closing, and I, I'll, I'll decide how I'm going to do this. The miracles on Lag Bayamin are staggering. The miracles by the Rebbe Lag Bayamin, the Rebbe walked out his front door in his house on President Street, okay? Between this house and the car, it was a mob. And everybody wanted, the Rebbe didn't stop, he kept walking. He rolled to the Rebbe and you had two seconds to say what you wanted, and the Rebbe gave brachas. And to give in, I know people who 18 years after the chasana had four children. Four, one, two, three, two sets of twins. Like Bayman. So the Rebbe, they waited by the Rebbe's house, okay? The Rebbe got in this car, drove to 770, there was another mob. He couldn't get up the steps. Then at some point, the Rebbe went out of 770 to go to the mikveh. Right there, a mob. Just walking onto his car. He got to the mikveh. The mob, the mikveh was mobbed. He went into the mikveh with one mob. Came out of the mikveh with Nachamala mob. Came back to 770, right there, a mob. So how many mobs? Yet when he left his house, when he came to 770, when he left 770 to the mikveh, going from the car to the mikveh, coming from the mikveh to the car, from the car to 770, then he went to the oil, right there, a mob, that's seven times. And then when the Rebbe came out from the oil, there was new, a, a new mob. And everybody wanted two seconds of the Rebbe's time. And Nevada Masad, the Rebbe had things to do. But if, the, if you got the Rebbe's attention, they were, A woman told me she was married many years, and she wrote the Rebbe many letters. And her cousin said, you keep nudging. And it was like, she was standing by the mikveh, and she said, she knew she has two seconds. Show me the story herself. I said, I wish that I, and she said her name and mother's name, together with my husband, his name and his mother's name, should together be Zeich HaTazar HaChayim. And they stopped. And they turns. She must have written them a hundred letters over the course of ten years or more. I got every one of your letters. You'll have many children. She was way past thirty. Anyway, she had twins. She said, tw tw two is not a lot. Then she had a third. Three is not. She had five kids. Mamish Nisim Gluyim. Anyway, I'll see you when I see you.